Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. You'll still need to re- refresh yourself every now and again, just to, just to make sure it's there, especially yeah, as you get older. Absolutely, <laughs> especially as you get older. When I was younger, <laughs> these things just stuck in my head. I was like a flipping walking jukebox. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I took it for granted so much, man. You'd rock up yeah. to parties and people would be like, "Do you know this song?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, I think I played that once." Yeah. And you'd, you'd go through your mental rolodex, and bang, it was just there. Yeah. Greetings and welcome back to the Guitar Smarts Podcast. Hope you're keeping safe and well. This week we are talking about learning songs for gigs. What is the best way to learn a song in readiness for a gig that you have? Now both of us are well versed in depping for other guitarists and having to quickly learn someone else's set of songs. But what have we learned over the years about the process and how do we get the most out of the short amount of time we have to do the work? That's this week's topic. Now before I get into the usual housekeeping, I want to ask you a favour. The Guitar Smarts podcast would really like to know from you who you would like to hear us interview. We are planning some interviews for the show and would love for our listeners to nominate someone for an interview. The best way to let us know is to go to our Instagram page and comment on the release post for this episode and tag the person you would like us to interview and we'll take it from there. Housekeeping, remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Why? Because you'll get alerts when a new podcast is released and that means you won't miss another show. And if you liked and subscribed because you like the show and you listen to us regularly, then use the links in the description of this show to leave us a rating or a review. This is the best way to support us and it really helped to grow. Lastly, there are other links in our description to our social media pages, links to our Buy Me A Coffee page if you do feel generous. Come and see us on the social pages and we'll be happy to see you there. That's about enough from me. Let's get to it. Hey, buddy, how you doing? You well? I am good. I am very good. Thank you, mate. It is uh, it is a rather wet and rainy and miserable day in the UK today, but <laughs> really is, hey-ho, it? it's not going to dampen my spirits. I'm in good mood. I'm in a good mood. And, and yeah, Fantastic. yeah, I've got a good, good week ahead of me. How, how's things with you? Yeah, good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Feeling a lot better on the mend, you know, from this uh, chesty cough I've had still, you know, getting there, but I'm good. You still know, been works. lingering. Now, that's been a yeah. few weeks now, hasn't yeah, it? has been, been a few weeks. Yeah, I was on antibiotics like a couple of weeks ago just to get rid yeah. of the, the chesty part of it and feel a lot better now but yeah. the doctor said oh the cough will probably yeah. still linger for a while like a pulse viral thing oh. you know um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah other than that you know I'm pretty good um, work's busy um, taking on a few more gigs recently as well like a few more debt gigs this you summer. have got one yeah. coming up this Saturday um, nice which is tell me um, all where, where is it it's in, it's in like the middle do you know what it's, it's going to be the longest day ever I've probably ever had for a gig uh, actually right. no second longest longest was one down in Denver I did uh, years ago where I drove down there and did the gig and drove back all in one go and it ended up being about a 24 hour thing the whole thing <laughs> um, but this one's going to be like in central London not central right. London, kind of actually a little bit more north north of centre uh, yeah. kind of north of Islington kind of thing um, okay okay. there's still a good couple of hours for you to get 
get good, to. Good I couple of hours for you to get to, depending on traffic. Yeah. But the main thing is kind of in like a, a public, not a public building, but kind of like in a. Do you know, like in London? There's lots of parks that are kind of little green yeah. areas with like houses in and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, it's in one of those, and you can only access it between twelve and two. So we've right. got to be in and loaded in by two o'clock, which means depending on traffic, if I, I've really got to leave about ten in the morning. You know, for mm. a gig that the first set mm. starts at nine p.m. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Exactly, and cars are only allowed back onto the venue to do the loadout after half past midnight. So it's going to be a oh. long day of. Oh, it is. Yeah, and also there's quite a lot of stuff for me to figure out in the set as well because it's you know there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, but we'll get to that. I hope they're making it worth your while, my friend. It's, yeah, sorry, it's not. It's, it's not unfairly paid. Yeah, it could be Good. better, but it's not the worst pay for a gig. You know. Good. But Good. um. And then another couple of gigs in the diary for the rest of the year as well. Kind of about one a month at the moment through to about oh. September, which is great for me. That's, that's that's good. That's plenty for me, you know. Yeah, yeah gig yeah. a month. Um, uh, but what about yourself? You've been gigging recently. I have, yeah. I've been um, I've been gigging with a, with a couple of bands, the uh, Hot Fuzz, which is my which is my main day band, and uh, we've had a couple of gigs uh, in the last month. We, we we tend to do maybe one or two a month as well. So yeah, really yeah. nice uh, level. We've done some weddings already this year and uh, some pub and social club stuff and yeah it's it's really coming together they're a lovely bunch of guys and I'm, I'm really enjoying playing with them as, as I've said before it's a it's quite a concentration gig for me because it's it's a it's a four piece mm. and uh, and we're doing some some you know not not completely simple numbers so there's a there's a few different parts for me to try and fill in on the guitar but I'm, I'm really enjoying it yeah last gig we did yeah it was brilliant uh, a new venue uh, for us and uh, yeah it was packed people were swinging from the chandeliers literally it was uh, it was that kind of night it was the it was I think it was the the FA Cup final for the football as well so everyone mm. was out and partying anyway so yeah it was a good night um, fantastic and then uh, and then I had a gig with um, uh, Damien Lodrick the DLB oh yeah of course um, yeah um done a couple of gigs with him now this year and uh, we had one up in Swindon which was the overnight stay one where um, you don't get gigs like this that often where <laughs> they put you up in a, they put us up in a lovely hotel separate rooms each yeah wow. fed and watered breakfast the next morning back at the the venue where they cooked us a you know full-on breakfast and <sighs> uh, yeah free drinks all night oh dear uh, so and yeah that was and and we got paid it, it almost felt yeah like like the best job in the world really <laughs> Dangerous, almost actually. Cool. So busy times and busy times. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, it's kind of this week we we were trying to talk about something which is uh, key to, to to doing these gigs, right? Which is I've taken on some more depth gigs. You're gigging with a couple of you know bands. You're doing a bit of stuff for Damien mm-hmm. um, for your own band. Um, and something which I guess we all have to try and cope with at some point is learning new songs, learning a new yeah. set, or learning new tracks, or trying to how do we think about approaching um learning the guitar part for a new song um and man it's you know this this has been on our schedule to talk about for a little while and Mm. it's like perfect timing for me because like i said earlier on you know this this depth gig i've got on saturday this is the first one in a while where there's some really uh i feel like i'm I'm being quite challenged you know uh there's probably a couple of songs i'm worried about actually um that i'm not sure i'll get down in time um but you know the approach to learning songs uh for a gig how, how do you kind of speed that up how do you make mm. sure you learn mm. a song quickly you learn it well how do you get it into your uh, something i always say to myself i don't know is i want the song to be in my fingers not in my head yeah. do you know what yeah. i mean i don't want to have to be thinking about the music all the time i want to be able to feel like i've got the freedom to play and enjoy playing rather than thinking too much and it's got to be in your fingers rather than in your head how do you quickly get to that point from it being an unknown mm. song or maybe a known song that you've never gigged before and you don't know how to play right. it to 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 being at that point and that's what we want to talk about today is our experience in learning songs how we tend to approach um learning something new um from the professional point of being able to then go away and perform it and not just being able to kind of jam it at home or anything like that or play along with it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely so how long have you how long have you had or how long will you have 
have to learn all these sets, these songs for this this uh, this upcoming gig. How, how much notice have you had? I've just had about a week, you know. Right. So this is um, um, our good friend, uh, Mr. Rory Harvey. It's it's right. um, it, depping for him. So he, in a, a wedding band in North London, and for the most part, the set is familiar. Um, okay. And there's some stuff which is going to be to backing tracks, and there's some stuff which I've never never played before. Some stuff which mm-hmm. I've never gigged mm-hmm. before, but I know the songs. Some stuff yeah. which I don't know at all. Um, and yeah, so the, the short notice thing isn't too much of a problem because like I said it's okay. kind of some stuff is just a case of refamiliarizing it right. uh, and some stuff is literally having to kind of do this thing from scratch yeah. um, which is I guess what we're what we're talking about now right I mean how do you how do you take a what's the sensible approach to learning stuff and my thought is always that kind of have you heard the phrase before um, slow is smooth smooth is fast slow is smooth smooth is fast yeah no. you never heard so that's that's <laughs> I, I don't actually know who the originator of that. It might even be like a boxing thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like or you know, something like that. I don't know. But my, that's that's kind of um, my approach to it. If you want to learn something quickly, you need yeah. to learn it quickly. You should still approach it slowly um, yeah. Yeah. because of that thing of slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And the reason, right? The, the number one reason is if you try and pick up the guitar too soon. I think when you're trying to learn a song, mm. you can very quickly introduce mistakes or the wrong thing into the learning process of what you're doing. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? So if you're trying to learn I do. a particular melody or a, or a chord shape or something or a, or a tuning and you haven't really listened to it properly you know, and, and internalised something, then you might jam a particular way of doing it too soon and then that actually kind of stays in your head a little bit and you have to... That becomes the version, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. You, you start having to, to tackle a certain amount of unlearning within the process of learning the song. Yeah. Um, so approaching things slowly, I think, is really important. So, so, like, task number one for me would always be put the guitar away and sit down with pen and paper and listen to the song, and I'd write out the arrangement. And by that, I mean I want to know the, the the order of sections, you know, intro, how many bars. I want to get an idea for, for the tempo. I want to write down information. I want to get to know the music first without it being in the context of a guitarist. I just want to become familiar with the song. Right, so it's kind of, is there an intro? How many bars is the intro? Is there a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus? Get the arrangement written down and and, um, and start to learn the arrangement. So at any point in the song, you know what the next part of the song is. Exactly. And that's the first thing I would do. What about what about you? What's your what's your initial kind of approach if you learn yeah. the song? So the, so the, this is about. Um, I think that's probably the, the second or maybe even third third thing I do. Um, and the, and we're, we're we're each going to have different approaches mm. to this, right? And there is no right and wrong way. This is this is just something that I found having done a lot of depth gigs and knowing my own limitations. Like, so it's going to be quite an interesting conversation today because you you've obviously got a a, a grounded musical education and. Mm theory knowledge and an ability to be able to to work through a song in a more technical theory based way than than I would um, so I've I've had to build different ways of, of, of trying to learn songs more quickly without having that deep rooted theory knowledge to fall back on and and immediately understand the chord progression straight away or the or the kind of I don't know just the the, 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 the structure of the song um, because I've, everything I'm doing is by ear and, and with a guitar in hand so the but the first First thing that I do is I go into my diary and I, and I look how much time I've got mm. right before the rehearsal. If, if we're lucky enough to have a rehearsal before that that gig or before the gig itself, if, if I'm just doing a depth gig, and I and I deliberately allow myself and block out some time so that I know I've got some time set because I'm, I'm my own worst enemy in this instance. What I'm what I'll do is especially when it's a bit of a daunting task, I'll tend to put it off and put it off and and then let myself work under pressure. But then the song invariably doesn't get into my fingers in the way that you talked about earlier. It just mm. becomes a very short term kind of piece of learning. So the first thing I do is look through my diary and go, right, the gig is this date or the rehearse- first rehearsal is this date for this band. I need to make sure that I have blocked out one or two afternoons or whatever's appropriate for the songs based on if I know them already in those keys or, or if I don't know them at all and make sure that I've got some dedicated time set aside because for me, just trying to pick up the guitar ad hoc mm. and learn a song here, learn a song there, it, it, it just doesn't work. I need to, to have some time booked out. So that's a, 
that's a, just like a logistical thing. And then the second thing that I do is it is linked exactly to what you said. But before I even pick up a guitar or even take a pen and paper and start to, to frame out the arrangement, if I if I if I want to get into that level of detail, I create I create the the playlist on Spotify. Mm. And so I and then I also make a point of just listening to those songs in the car or quite often what I've been doing, um, which I find works really well for me because it's it it removes other distractions. Is I listen to them in bed. So I, uh, mm. instead of staying up late that night and watching TV or whatever, I'll take myself off to bed an hour or so earlier, and I'll just lie in bed with headphones on and listen to the songs and and just try and get that arrangement in in my head before I've even picked up a guitar or even started to sketch it out. Just yeah. so just so I can familiarise myself with the arrangement. And and what I've often found doing it like that is it's relaxed me a lot more than when I try to learn a song or a few songs in a rush for a gig and I'm sat down here in my little studio with a guitar in hand with a pen and paper with the computer on and a tab sheet or the song trying to figure it out that to me becomes a bit more of a stressful environment because I'm I'm trying to listen I'm trying to write and then I'm trying to play and I'm trying to apply it all without fully having mm. the overall song yeah structure yeah. so just just buying some time to listen to that song in advance and go okay verse chorus verse chorus bridge outro whatever and and then yeah that just that just helps me so i've i found that quite a useful technique before even picking up a guitar yeah Sorry to interrupt this fascinating conversation, but if you've made it this far, then maybe you should like or subscribe to the Guitar Smart podcast. Stop it here, go away and do it, and then come straight back to the show. Hey, welcome back. I think that's the worst mistake we can make is to pick the guitar up too soon and just Ooh. try and randomly kind of jam along with things, try and follow it as, as you're listening to it. I don't think that's productive. I think I think there's some benefit to doing that uh, as a separate exercise for separate reasons, you know, to kind of, um, I'd say, if you kind of try and improve your improvisation skills, then right. stick, stick, you know, Spotify on, on shuffle or whatever of, of anything right. and just try yeah. and jam over anything that comes up because you can probably find that's a good exercise to kind of learn to quickly you know improve your improvisation skills yeah, surprise or yourself surprise yeah, yourself yeah. you think see what you right. can do it's right. almost like being a session musician right exactly like, pretend to be a session guy well i'm gonna to listen to this it needs a guitar part what can i add to it kind of thing that is kind of fun i, I thought i was the only one that, uh, that did that kind of got an hour you get called into the studio yeah, what would exactly. you do what would steve yeah, luther okay. do you know well, <laughs> <laughs> what would he do on yeah. this particular song? But no, that is not what we're trying to do, right? We're trying no, to right, internalize right. a song um, yeah. so that, like you said, you want to be so familiar with the music that when you do eventually say, right, I'm ready to pick up the instrument and learn this, you feel comfortable with the music enough to be able to approach yeah. learning it uh, from the from scratch. And you know, I, I agree with you. You you know, listen to it first before you kind of sit down I like going straight to the um, you know not having the guitar but uh, listening to it and and kind of mapping it out you know so that I can create a, uh, you know it's almost like you want to for me I, I want to create an image of the song you know of, yeah. you know from left to right you know from start to finish this is the order of the things that are happening in the song and, and that helps to yeah. reinforce not just the arrangement but you know my familiarity with the song and eventually you want to be you know singing along to it and knowing what's going Going on and kind of feeling just ultimately as comfortable as you possibly can before you're picking up, you know, the guitar. It's good, it's good advice, isn't it? It sounds almost a bit counterintuitive, doesn't it? It sounds like this is going to be a longer way to learn the song more properly. More properly? That's really bad grammar. But <laughs> a more thorough way of, uh, of learning the song. But it sounds like that requires a lot more time. But actually what you're describing, and from my own personal experience, by investing that little bit of time, you actually learn the song quicker. Yeah. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That's the, there you go. That's the no, thing. It makes sense. It's true though, yeah. right? It's true. It is true. Because I, I've sat down and, and jammed through songs and quickly done it and thought, yeah, 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 I know this song. I've heard it a million times. I just haven't played it on guitar before, but that's fine. I just need to figure out what the chords are and the verse and the chorus. And okay, yeah, there's a solo there. Fine. You get along to play it in a band setting and you realise you don't know the song.
song as well as you think you do or as well as you 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 head in your mind's yeah. eye and there's little bits here that catch you out and then all of a sudden you're on the back foot in a playing situation because you've missed a cue or you've missed a change and then you start to forget the chords that are coming because you've got yourself lost in it and actually it's not that you've necessarily forgotten the guitar parts or the chords it's just that you've lost yourself in the arrangement and you can't figure out where to come back in mm. and so actually having the arrangement of the song in your head more robustly allows you to memorize the chords more quickly yeah for the, sure the, the, the parts and that's taken me it sounds obvious but it's taken me a while to figure that to figure that out because oftentimes what i used to do is just as i said jam through it have the set list especially if it was a band that i was depping for just like maybe one gig or two gig mm. just have the set list and just write like a couple of the more complicated chord changes i still do it sometimes right next to the song on the mm. set list so little aid memoirs but in the heat of a gig you can't really see the set list that clearly on the floor and you and you don't want to be relying on those no. notes on a set list that you've scribbled because um, no. because it's not the same situation as sitting at home where you just can kind of look at that sheet in front of you it's yeah, you know, it's it's different, right? And so you've got to have it in your head completely. You got to have it in your head for sure. You got to learn it, and um, and like you say, you don't want to be in that moment where you're 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 thinking. We're always thinking like a bar ahead, you know, when you're when you're playing a song. Um, but you don't want to lose where you are because you're worrying too much about what's coming next and thinking, oh no, what's the what is the next? Co- what is that middle <laughs> middle eight section again? What's the first yeah. thing? I always think this like if I'm doing things like. Um, I don't know if you do the song Use Somebody by Kings of Leon or if you ever do I've, that. I've done it previously, but yeah, yeah. I know, so, I so, I mean, uh, that song is, is it's super in my fingers, right? It's it's just in, it's like, it's like a C, Great C song. over E, F, and then it goes A, you know, um, you know, and then like C over E and F, A minor. Mm-hmm. It's a super simple verse. But the middle section is always D major and F sharp minor going round and round. It's kind of like this modulation up a tone mm-hmm. to D major. Um, and I always... Always, just before that happens, I'm always like, "Does it is it D major or is it F sharp minor first? I can't remember." And I always yeah. go for the D, and it's always D. It's, it's it's fine. It's it's never a problem. But it's like those little moments when you're playing, yeah, where you just for a set, just for a second, you're detached from what you're physically doing because mm-hmm. you're thinking mm-hmm. a little bit too much about what's ahead. Is yeah. The only reason you're doing that is because you've not got to the point in the familiarity with the song or with what you're playing or having fully learned it that you have to you have to kind of reach in and ask the question you know in your mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. what what is it again mm-hmm. that's next i think it's yeah, this yeah, yeah. you might you know if if you if you really knew it you you wouldn't have a problem asking the question but yeah. i guess yeah, that yeah. that is supported by playing things regularly as well because you can forget yeah. things over time you can like i've got a gig coming up on saturday and it's 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 for my mainstay band but it's been 3 weeks since our last gig mm. and Already I'm thinking, because I've done another gig in between for a different band with a similar set list, but all in different keys. Mm. I'm kind of like, oh, right, okay, which which key are we doing it in again? And just trying to revert back to how I played it. So I'm, I, even even this week, I'm going to set aside a couple of hours yeah. um, just to go through the set, even though I know I know it. Mm. But, you know, I just don't want to have any of those those kind of moments. I want to be as comfortable as I was at the last gig um, and keep building each gig mm. with, you know, the, the level of comfort and familiarity, all of those different changes. But... Um, so, so, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, is once you've learned it, as you're describing with the arrangements, all of that kind of stuff, it, you'll still need to re- refresh yourself every now and again, just to, just to make sure it's there, especially yeah. as you get older. Absolutely. <laughs> especially as you get older. When I was younger, <laughs> these things just stuck in my head. I was like a flipping walking jukebox. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I took it for granted so much, man. You'd rock up yeah. to parties and people would be like, do you know this song? And you'd be like, yeah, I think I played that yeah, once. Yeah. And you'd, you, you'd go through your mental Rolodex and bang, it was just there. Yeah. Like, like people ask me now, yeah. I'm just like, if, if it's not for the upcoming gig in a couple of days' time, yeah. it's not there anymore, yeah. my friend. It's it's gone. I'll have to relearn it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's an age thing. That's yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but you described something else when you were just talking about that Kings of Leon song, which I think is a really good point as well, which is um, once you've got that arrangement and once you've started to apply it then and get into the guitar, it's, it's, it's learning things in sections so mm. that you, because the way you just described really, really yeah. nicely as an example of, right, this is the verse structure. It's this, 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 and this, mm. but I know there's this kind of middle eight or whatever that has this. And you had it, you had it in your head, right? Already. Yeah. But you'd learn, you've learned those sections. So That's you know right. that you can plug and play those sections one and you've got the arrangement in yeah. your head. So that, that I think is a really nice uh, tip that you've just described there is breaking it down into those memorable sections. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's key, right? Yeah. Now I'll tell you why I think that's so important. I think uh, there's two reasons for me why I learn, I, I want to map out the arrangement um, first is because I want to see all those different chunks, all those mm. verse. I want mean, I can see, I can hear a verse part and a chorus part and a, a pre-chorus and, and things like that. And you, you kind of imagine what things go together and what things, you know, um, you can start to build, uh, you know, a series of parts that that you need to learn so then i'm kind of thinking okay so there's an eight bar chunk that i need to learn that's my verse you know and the reason that's important is because um it helps to uh, obviously separate out the learning process into chunks mm. that are manageable as well that's it that's the exactly. obvious reason i think why it's good yeah. to do that because yeah. now i'm not thinking i'm learning a song now i'm thinking i'm just learning these eight bars what's the rhythm yeah. to these eight bars what's the tone that i need to have you know what's the kind of playing feel what's the mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. questions that familiarize yourself with that but the other reason why that's important is because on the night if your musical director in the band that you're in you know because somebody's running the band you're depping if they say hey just by by the way that song we asked you to learn we have a different arrangement for that we drop yeah. the verse and we add an extra chorus in you can yeah. you're, you're already thinking in these different chunks right because that's how you've learned that's it, it. So it becomes That's really it. easy for you to adapt to an alternate arrangement of something because yeah. you can quickly recall these different chunks. Like if somebody says, let's exactly. do another chorus. You don't have to go, oh, that's not the arrangement that I've learned. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my fingers are ready to go to the chorus. You're just thinking, oh, great. I'm, I'm, let's yeah. just carry on. You can start thinking in terms of these different chunks and it becomes easy then for you to adapt to an yeah. alternate arrangement requirement on the night. Yeah. You know, It's kind of yeah. like when the singer does the whole thing, You know, let's keep going, uh-huh. spinning the finger around in the air keep going let's add another couple of choruses it should be easy for you to do that if they want to add another verse you know yeah 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 that's why it's so important i think to learn it in those chunks those play i call them kind of like plug and play chunks exactly exactly. because of that exactly because of how you've described if you just if you just learn the arrangement if you if you learn the arrangement as per the record which everyone tells you oh yeah yeah we do it per the record and then you get along and you realize quite quickly they don't do it per the record whatever whatever (laughs) no one does it per the record Everyone says they do, but of course they don't for, for whatever reasons. Uh, so you learn the arrangement, you've got the basic grounding of the, the thing, but have these plug and play chunks so you can exactly do what you've described. Um, you can adapt quickly if if you get there and you realise they don't, they're not doing it as per the record, or as often happens on the night, the the singer or the band just want to keep it going, and then because people are dancing and you've got to, you know, yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. There's some there's some good tips there already. So have we have we picked up a guitar yet? We we kind of we kind of are picking up a guitar yeah. now. We're starting to learn chunks of it, right? Um, yeah. And we divide we've divided and we've listened to the song. We've booked off some time to do it properly. We yeah. found whatever way works to listen to the song. Either sit down with a pen and pad as you've described, or you know sit in bed and listen to it, or drive around and listen to it. We've divided up and conquered the song in various chunks, plug and play little parts. Uh, where do where do we where do we go next? How I mean, because this is about speed and 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 how quickly we can we can get it mm. get it in into our heads, and that's different for everyone, right? But um, I don't know. Where do you go next? So is well, it well, is well. it ear? Is it tab? Is it YouTube videos? Mm. Is it none of the above? What, what, I think it's I think it's, I think now? it's all of the above. I, I've got to be honest. Right. I've had um, I've learned songs in so many different ways for gigs. I've learned songs mm. whilst driving two gigs um, because <laughs> I've stuck a YouTube video on on my phone in the holster really? you know like really uh, and listen to someone talking <laughs> about the song so the first section is these because i'm thinking okay and i go and listen to it i think yeah that sounds right you can hear those interval and then by the time i get i've got to the gig i'm like well, okay i kind of feel like i
like I know what I'm doing because, but only if it's something like I, th- I think that was Hey Jude actually. Okay. okay. And, I, and a simpler song, you know, do you know what I mean? It's kind of everyone knows yeah. Hey Jude. I felt like mm-hmm. I, I knew it well enough. I just needed to get used to the arrangement, which I did by just listening to the song over and over on the way to the gigs. It was a couple of hours drive. And then I was kind of like, um, I'm a bit, unf- I'm a bit unfamiliar with some of the chord changes. I can't quite figure it out just by listening. Um, okay. And I like to do that more than anything. If I'm honest, I'm a, I like to listen and try and use my ear training, you know, that I've done over time to kind of listen to the intervals and kind of decide, okay, I think, I think I know what this is. You know, this sounds like a, you know, a, a six, one, four, five, you know, and if you're thinking about a major key, uh, you know, I like to try and figure things out that way. But I think all of the above, you know, like you said, go, do you refer to tab? I think anything that helps you and your learning style is is preferable. Uh, and anything that helps you avoid, the biggest thing is for me is avoiding, like I said earlier on, introducing mistakes into sure. what you're playing, because then yeah. you have to do the work to unlearn the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so important. You know, there's nothing worse than, you know, picking up a, a little, trying to figure out a way of doing something. You kind of get it wrong. You know, you kind of approximate something, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of get yourself through it. Um, and then you figure out that that's not right. I have to learn it better a different way. That's hard work. It's harder to unlearn and relearn something than it is to yeah. learn it correctly the first yeah. time. So my my yeah. approach would be to, now I've listened, I should automatically now start having thoughts about what the chords are. I just need to locate yeah. the key, you know, the general yeah. key that it's in, and then I can start finding the right chords and, and things like that. And then you start, this is when I would start writing it out. I'd start writing out, you know, a chart, you know, with the bars in, I'd start writing down what the right chords are. And then it's a case of playing along not necessarily playing exactly the right guitar part, but just reaffirming that I know I'm following mm-hmm. the right structure of chord patterns, if you like. Trying to think of an example of something like, um, let's say, for example, you're learning superstition. Okay, mm-hmm. superstition. Obviously, there's no real chord change through the verse. It's just it's a riff on E. But let's say you're coming up to that right. middle section, mm-hmm. um, and you want to know oh, where does that co- you know it goes to another chord, and then it goes up and down and down and down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in your ear training, you, you should be able to hear. That that's going up to a certain degree mm. in the in the scale, yeah. and then yeah. you should be able to hear that it's kind of moving around chromatically. So so there's things where I would like that if I was learning superstition for the first time. What I'd be thinking there is is I think it's gone up from the E. If I'm doing superstition in E, it's yeah. gone up. Yeah. If I think it's gone up a fifth. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the B, and then I can hear this chromatic thing happening. So it must be mm-hmm. going B C B B flat A mm-hmm. kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, if I try and think about things like that, I'm trying to follow all things intervallically rather than yeah. thinking about whether it's B7 or B minor or anything. I'm just thinking sure. about the root sure. note yeah, and the same. intervallic yeah. movement. Yeah. So that's the f- that's the next thing for me. If I'm trying to figure out what the chords are, I'm not thinking yeah. about the chord qualities, you know, whether it's augmented or all that stuff. I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. about the root items. note yeah. and the movement yeah. through those different roots. And that's the next yeah. step for me. Yeah, same. Same, almost identical for, without without the level of theoretical grounding and, and knowledge. So I'm not necessarily thinking about it in terms of well-known and defined chord progressions or it sounds like it's gone up a, a fifth or whatever, but I am looking, looking, listening rather, because I, I always challenge myself to do it by ear, first of all, and listen relative to where I am on the neck and visualise where I am on the neck because a lot of how I learn songs is... Yes, by by the listening part of it, but I can I can see where my hands mm. go across the fingerboard, and that is that visual thing. I, I mean, I I can do it now. I don't even have to close my eyes for various songs. Mm. I can see the fingerboard, and I can see how my fingers move, and how that relates to the to the intervals that I'm hearing in in the song. And that's just kind of how I memorize stuff. So I I won't be able to memorize it in terms of theoretical chord progressions and things like that. But I but that's when I'm trying to when I'm trying to learn a song that. That's a similar approach that I'm mm. using to you, which is where where are the roots of all those changes, and what do they look like, and how can I how can I memorize how that looks and sounds, and then go back and, and add in the little embellishments, etc. But then get to a point where I have to challenge myself and say, is any of that not quite right, mm. and that I need to go back and check it right because that's where the limitations will be. There's yeah. definitely a pride and an accomplishment thing of being able to do it by ear, and I think it goes in better and stays better. Mm. 
better mm. when you figured it out and really listened and visualized yeah, the board so that that goes in mm. it just for some reason before i even take pen to paper or whatever to revisit it the next day or something more quickly i think it just sticks in your head a little bit better and then i can keep replaying that mental film that i've taken throughout the rest of the day when i'm not actually playing yeah. when i'm sitting you know making the kids dinner or whatever i can be okay let's just work through that song in my head yeah. and remember what it looks like uh on the fingerboard so i think i think that definitely helps but there comes a point where i ha- where if it's a more complex song or it's a it's a more tricky bit where i have to go okay don't i have to force myself to say don't fake this bit mm. if that if if that's not quite right go and look it up now and go and figure out what that piece yeah. is because if you start to fake it at this point and memorize it like that you'll always have it like that and you'll never go back and unlearn it mm. so you know if it's 95% there i'll go that's fine yeah. that's that's good enough 90% that's that's good enough but if it's kind of like 80% ish i'm kind of like at a point where I'm kind of thinking okay no you've got it 80% mm. go and go and really figure it out and, and know what it is that's a really good point I think that um, challenging yourself is really important because you don't want to just approximate things. You do want to get things as close as possible, but um, yeah. sometimes there's going to be difficulties in, in getting, you know, the part right. And I think it's important <laughs> to challenge yourself, like you said, to say, am I am I getting this right? No, I'm not. I need to seek some kind of other support here, whether that's yeah. downloading a tab or watching somebody play. Sometimes <laughs> all I need to be able to correct something is just to see somebody play it. You know, yeah. if I've not quite got a guitar, Guitar part right, or I'm thinking this isn't this isn't working. I can kind of hear what's happening, but mm-hmm. it's just still not quite. You know, sometimes it can be like a a finger position thing, or you or yeah. something like that. You can be playing something in the tenth position. You realise that the original right. person's playing it in like the fifth position, and you're playing yeah. the same part, but something about yeah. that difference in finger position can change the tone of it. It can change the feel <laughs> of it exactly, and, and then you kind of start feeling like something's not quite right. Uh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's 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 your it's your nemesis song and, and I must say I've, I've I've managed to learn do all of my songs for this for this band um, uh, and and to rechallenge myself and figure out some of the more complex bits by going okay you you almost got it spot on but let's let's tweak it and make it right and there's one song where I just had that exact experience and it and it's Mr Brightside uh, which is your, your nemesis song right so I listened to it and I was just like okay I can I'm gonna I'm gonna do that by ear and and I remember remember you i hadn't actually gigged this song mm. um no that's a lie i'd gigged it with damien's band a few times before but where i was just on rhythm and he was taking the main guitar parts anyway so it was so it's fine but for for my current band i needed to, to learn it properly and all the different lead parts in it so i sat down did it by ear fine i thought this is this is 90 percent kind of there mm, 85 90 percent mm. but it's still not quite right yeah. i've still got okay right i'm gonna pull up the tab or i'm gonna pull up the, the youtube videos well i, I gig it at about 70 <laughs> percent i'm perhaps being generous I to myself <laughs> I, I pulled it up and most of the time right virtually yeah i would say a, 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 most of the time right when i've when i've pulled something up and someone's done it accurate and we'll get onto this in a mm. bit someone has done a proper accurate transcription of it and and i go oh well that's not how i would have played it it's not how i'm playing it but and it's not necessarily something that feels natural for me to play it in that way um because it's it's a, it's a different interval of or, or whatever inversion rather different inversion or wh- whatever it is it's just not natural for me but I'll, I'll, I'll learn it and i'll get it and it's fine my fingers will get used to it and then we'll have it and then we've got a new we've got a new piece of uh wizardry in the toolkit that intro to mr brightside my fingers will not bend in that way that high up the neck yeah. on, on my guitars to make it happen yeah and uh, i went around to damien's house one night uh, we were just having a few drinks and dinner and stuff and i said to him just out of interest we weren't playing guitar but i said just out of interest how, how do you play the intro to, to bright side and he was like how do you play it uh, <laughs> I love that he's asked you that straight back. That's so funny. Well, because well, in his mind, he's uh, like super, super musician god, right? Yeah, so, exactly. so to him, he's just like, well, there is only one way to play it. So, and he knows I've been gigging it with my band. So he's just yeah. like, well, if you're, if you're not sure, how have you been playing it? So I showed him, and he went, oh, he's like, that's really, really close. I was like, but it's not right, is it? And he's like, no, it's not right. He was like, but that is that is damn close. And actually, the the fingering that I'm using is infinitely easier. 
So he showed me how you should actually play it, and it was as per per all the transcriptions and stuff that I'd seen online. I can't get my fingers to do it. I no. just can't. So I've had to reside myself that I will play it in that kind of octave position. I almost play it like with with, with the like the, like the D shaped chord, right? In that uh, whatever fret it's on, um, and yeah. I use almost like the open chord shapes, but yeah. it's getting that that open top E to ring in the same way that it does. Oh yeah, it I never get that to happen. I never get. Uh, it <laughs> do you know it's what I mean? Terrible. You know what I'm. You know what I'm. Do you remember when you first started learning guitar and yeah. and you just like play a D chord and you'd be like, okay, yeah. that finger there. That's yeah. what I'm like with it. Yeah. Still, yeah. like, yeah. there's a part in Mr. Brightside where after the first chorus, it comes into right. um, no, it's, it's after the chorus. Obviously, it goes back into the riff. The last bar yeah. of the chorus, whenever I'm yeah. doing it, there's no guitar yeah. being played because I'm up there trying to get that right. finger there. That because it's, it's like you're tying your, your hand in a little knot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and I just yeah, I um, cra- credit to you know the guitarist from the Killers for coming up with that riff. But I also, yeah. I hate you because yeah, it's exactly. just it's a nightmare. Yeah. I just it's always a nightmare, and I always have like yeah. other guys in the band kind of laughing at me because they know I hate it so much. <laughs> but I, at like, least you're trying to do it properly. I'm, after yeah. this, I'll send you a video of how I play it. <laughs> it's not right, but I tell you what: as the last song in our set list at yeah, the end of the night, cares. everyone's drunk. With, 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 yeah, everyone's drunk. It's nicely. I put a nice little bit of crunch on it, yeah. and and no one's ever come up to me afterwards and gone. I saw the fingering that you used for that intro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and it's ninety-five percent of their bass. <laughs> it's not right, is it? Yeah. Although Damien would when he when he comes to see that band, and he'd be right to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it once I get through that second verse and I don't have to play yeah. the riff anymore it'll be just in the second chorus because there's only like two choruses isn't it it's only a verse yeah. chorus verse chorus really. That's it. and then yeah. it goes to the outro and I'm like brilliant yeah. I don't have to play it the rest of the song yeah. I can just relax do you know what I hated that song uh, yeah. I thought it was a yobbish uh, overly played pub band song but having had to learn it and the different parts in it I really like the song oh, it's, I, not I, I kind of, it's not my nemesis I think it's got a clever guitar part that's it oh, yeah. I, I can't stand anything <laughs> else about the song can't the way, the way it just shouts through the verses of God and it's just, you know it's, it's just it's a bit of a I, you know, yeah. it's not my thing but for there some reason it hits the mark every time every gig everywhere everyone's like yeah, yeah. right side yeah. go away yeah. I don't I, it's yeah. not my thing but anyway let's go back so to maybe, so maybe there is a lesson maybe there is a tip in there which is you know try and do it Every, as we've described in terms of learning a song yeah but if you get to the point where literally your uh, hands are going to go into some kind of tendonitis cramp with a song and it's just going to cause you issues then then be happy with with, with faking it no one's no one's going to tell you off. I think you're that's just fair enough you know because no, especially if you're in a situation where unless you're depping for the killers I think you're okay <laughs> to be to kind of set your own standard really on what you're willing right. to achieve and what you're willing to approximate and actually right. that's another point that we should make which is we can't all be expected to be capable of doing everything that we listen to I, mm-hmm. I, I will mm-hmm. never I don't think I'll ever be able to well I, well I will if I if I wanted to but I don't <laughs> think I'll ever really be able to try and do the 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 bit in Sweet Child of Mine and you know probably what I'm, what I'm talking about there's, there's the the fancy bit he does between two guitar solo kind of the outro mm-hmm. guitar solo mm-hmm. is doing the harmonic minor stuff and then it really yeah. kicks in into the you know wah wah sort of there's this yeah. fancy run he does I'll never be able to do that I don't think yeah. maybe but I, yeah. I don't think I, but I'm fine I'm, I'm happy with approximating mm. stuff random you know pentatonic things until I go to that bend up to the E and you know I, I, I think I think that's absolutely fine so I think you said early on a really key point which is you, you know your limitations mm. I think you should mm. keep you know I think that's an important step keep your limitations in mind learn yeah. up to your limitations and if you find that you you know you probably need to spend some more time out of learning songs practicing other techniques to help increase you know how much you can do then do that but i don't think the pressure of the song is the right place to do that um because you might end up causing more damage to the performance of it than if you approximate something for the benefit of the performance that's true that you know, is do you know true. what i mean if you overstretch yourself to try and get sure. it right whereas uh, that might sound worse than a, a simpler approximation that you can do for the benefit of the performance that solo is a great example of it I mean I've gigged that I've probably played that song live somewhere between 800 and 900 thousand times in my in my life <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And I and I'm still <laughs> working on it and refining it at every at every. You've gig, worn right? out sixteen different wire pedals, haven't you? Just just doing that. When what that. you should have been saying to yourself is, "What would BB King do?" You know, yeah. in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> less. Less is more. Less is more. <laughs> Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. But that's the They're thing. Right? Now, now we're yeah. at the point where we've yeah. learned our chunks. You know, right. we've 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 approximated what we need to approximate, and we've yeah. built everything up. Now you can kind of put the song together, and I think that's kind of for me how I would learn the song. But mm-hmm. the last thing mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about was just about ear training because I think okay. that is something that um, not enough guitarists do, and I think that that's something which for me um, that supports more areas of my playing than I ever thought. It, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that helps me listen to music, um, having a good ear, and being able to listen for intervals and things like that and being able to hear chord qualities and stuff like that it helps me improvise it helps me to learn things quicker it helps me to feel like i understand music a little bit more you know so one of the things i would recommend people do is if you're not in a situation where you have to learn a song then use some time to maybe develop your ear a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know listen to like if you, you know, if you try and get yourself so that you can sing to yourself any kind of interval, you know. Yeah. Wow. Like if you, you know, if you want to like be able to sing a fifth, you know, you should be able to to start with a note and go to a fifth. And there's like little cheats you can do. Like think of like I, in my mind, there's lists of songs which I know do a, like do certain intervals. Like for example, the Top Gun theme tune. Da, 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 <laughs> that's a fifth. Da, da. I know that's a that's a perfect mm. fifth. And Happy Birthday. Da, da, that's a major second so you kind of start recognising intervals and if you start learning to internalise all of that musical information you know what what does an interval you know if you hear a chord go from one chord to another you know that that's a a fourth or a fifth then if you also understand the major scale and you know the song's in G then you know that that fourth is a C or the fifth is a D major or if it's gone up a third you know your chord's probably a B minor because that's the third so developing your ear and support and having some supporting theory knowledge means sometimes you might be able to transcribe part of a song without even you know picking up a guitar and you can be pretty confident yeah. with it so developing an ear i think is is hugely important and i think most guitarists even if you haven't really done that you probably find you've got a lot of that skill already mm. you just haven't put mm. like a, a name and information to it you know what i mean i do i do exactly right and 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 then once you've got that applying it to the fingerboard as well and being really confident just having that confidence to know and trust that your fingers know how to move to replicate what you're hearing mm. right your fingers know it's a semitone or it's a full tone and you know trusting trusting that not just kind of randomly trying to figure out where it is on the on the fingerboard but actually listening and going well hold on that sounds like it's moved up by that much so that you know, exactly that yeah being able to recognize it when you hear it is super important i mean all the greatest musicians you know that that's where they are with their playing they're able to kind of yeah hear things and hear where they're moving to and from and really understand the nature of, of what it is they're playing and what it is they're mm. listening to. Mm. But you don't have to be like a, you know, a Jacob Collier or a Stevie Wonder kind of person who just, you know, hears everything and can immediately turn what they hear into a physical, you know, mm. uh, you know, uh, action on their instrument. You don't have to be like that. You just have to be able to, I mean, if you're learning pop songs all day long, you just have to be able to understand like, I mean, a, um, a one, five, six, four is pretty much every pop song, you know, journey don't stop believing is a one five six mm. four you know e b c sharp a that's like half of pop history you should be able to hear when when you know you're listening to a song i don't know what key it's in don't really know what tempo and it's got a weird rhythm whatever but i can hear a one five six four you know do you know what i mean mm. that those are things that are kind of like your bread and butter i think in in recognizing you know recognizing yeah. sounds and recognizing intervals if you can get to that yeah. point then learning songs will become a lot easier i think um but it takes practice, I think, week in, week out. Challenge yourself. Like you said, challenge yourself to learn something new every week, even if you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you'll yeah. get better yeah. at it. Nice, man. Really good advice. Really good tip. I think we've covered every, everything. Oh there, so. is, there, oh, there is one more thing that you mentioned the other day, which is kind of pushing my playing and I'm, and I'm trying it. And, mm. uh, it, and it's, once you've got it, once you've got the song, then learn it in a different key. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. If you can, if you've got yeah. the time to do that, because then it puts a lot of that arrangement theory, plug mm. and play mentality, understanding the intervals in the in the song. It puts it into real practice. Then if you can challenge yourself to go, well, I've got to play that now in mm. a completely different key. How how would I approach it? And if you've done your job properly up until mm. that point you're not relearning the song from scratch again. You're just transposing it and all the groundwork has been done by following the steps that you've, you've talked about today. Um, and it, and it becomes easier to then just go, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I can, I can put this into a different key more quickly than, than I thought I originally could because I've, I've taken the time to, to learn it in that way first. Exactly that. Exactly. I mean, it's, that's a skill, isn't it? We're trying mm. having to transpose. And that's definitely something that happens regularly for me in, mm. as a deputy musician working with multiple musicians who I've never really met before. Yeah. Having to transpose at the last minute is something that happens quite regularly because of a singer's range. A singer can't help it sometimes if, you know, um, you know, they can't sing a Jesse J song. I mean, who can, to be fair? It's it, almost every time I've ever done a Jesse J song it's been transposed down for whatever reason but you know Michael Jackson stuff as well maybe you know there's no shame in having to change the key of a song for a singer Um, but you should be able to adapt fairly quickly and that's why it's good to learn the the relative um, pitches of you know of of the things you know you don't always have to if a a song goes G C D that's super simple Um, but if if a singer says to you I want to bring it down a tone and a half you should Mm -hmm. be able to very quickly know that that's going to be E, A, or B. You know, not just from knowing, you know, the knowing things musically, but we've got an advantage on guitar and that you can visualise things very easily in right. terms of, you know, if, if you're playing a G, I know if I want to move down a tone and a half, I'm going to be playing an E. Mm-hmm. And if it's a, and if it was G, C, D before, that's a one four five. So what's a one four mm-hmm. five in E? Mm-hmm. Well, it would be mm-hmm. E, A, and B. So you, can, you should be able, if any, if anyone should find it easy to transpose, it should be guitarists because of the way mm-hmm. it's easy for us to move things around without really changing our technique um, so that's a skill that we, sh- we should learn as well after you've learned the song make sure you know the structure and the and, uh, you know intervallic structure well enough that you can transpose it and then you know then the world is your oyster and then you're a Jedi <laughs> then you're a true Jedi then you're a true Jedi <laughs> and then oh. do that for 45 songs in the entire set list yeah, and so uh, you'll be you'll, you'll never want to play be, guitar uh, again you'll be Rory Harvey so. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, dear. Brilliant. Well, I think we've nailed it on the head there, man, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I think some good advice there. And uh, yeah, good luck, man. Um, I've I've got got that nervous anticipation for you learning all those songs, but I know you'll do it because you're a wizard. Well, do you know what? It's just one song. It's just one song that is bothering me. Which one is it? Um, Out of interest. It's called Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. Oh, God. I don't even know the song. So it's obviously it's an acoustic thing. um, And it's an an alternate tuning. Capboard up on the fifth fret. Oh um, I'm still going to be playing it on my electric and obviously I'm going to be doing it in a, in a standard tuning. So not only have I got to learn the song and it's very awkward rhythm where it's hard to keep in mind where the one is yeah. based on what the guitarist is playing because he's playing quite a standard rhythm but it's offbeat compared to what you would usually kind of play it, which means I'm having to kind of relearn something. But all the chords and, and stuff, he's playing in an open tuning yeah. so I'm having to try and find ways to get similar sounds from a standard tuning right. and learn all the arrangement and and it's Mumford and Sons, so I've got to go through the pain of listening to Mumford and Sons every time. I want to um, learn, you know, learn another part of this song. Oh, so man. It's torturous. It's already been torturous so far, and I'm no further along. And, and it's like, I can't even get the band to drop this from the set because the, the guy who runs the band and the guy who's getting married are friends and they went to school with Mumford and Sons. Oh, so wonderful. it's like, he's like, this ha- absolutely has to stay in the set. And I've already said to him, like, um, you know, it's probably not going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure it has to <laughs> Can you not pick another one that's easier? Oh, yeah, man. No. <laughs> oh man, I'm already having palpitations thinking about that. I think that's definitely one where 80% is going to have to be good enough because, yeah, all the reasons yeah. you described, alternate tunings. Yeah. Oh man. I'm going to be sweating through that one. But I'm going to be so happy once it's done. I keep telling myself, like, you know, it's only five minutes, it's only about a four minute song. Yeah. Four minutes of your life goes past incredibly quickly. That's what I do know. as well. That's yeah. what I've done. But then certain songs that I've learned, I look and go, how long yeah. actually is this song? Okay. All right. yeah, it's no. a three minute song. You can do this. It's three minutes. Three (laughs) minutes of your life. And I do the same, man. That's weird that you said that. Exactly the same. Brilliant. All right then, mate. Well, look. Um, 
have a cracking week good to chat to you again as yeah. always Pleasure. Um, good luck learning songs if you're learning any songs Thank remember you. slow it <laughs> excuse me remember slow is smooth right. smooth is fast right. that is that is what I think Great. that's the gospel well done yeah. <laughs> alright fantastic nice one speak to you cool. soon buddy speak to you soon mate I'll, uh, I'll yeah see you on the other side in a couple day. of weeks time yeah cheers mate all the best mate bye Another really interesting conversation this week all about learning songs. What about you? How do you feel about learning songs? What's your process? Come and tell us what you think on our social media pages and we'll for sure give you a shout out on the show. Anyway, that's enough from us. I hope to see you on the next podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.